Welcome to this episode of the Greater Phoenix Chambers podcast. Let's talk business Phoenix with your host, me, Todd Sanders, President and CEO of the Greater Phoenix Chamber. In each episode, we're going to tackle important issues and subjects affecting businesses, our community, and the state today. Through relevant, timely topics, this podcast serves as the business community's voice with a mission of championing business growth, identifying problems that restrict economic development, and convening community leaders to move Phoenix forward. Well, welcome to the podcast. I'm Todd Sanders, President and CEO of the Greater Phoenix Chamber. We are honored to have uh, TJ Mitchell here, uh, who is the current chairman of the Valley Young Professionals Group at the Greater Phoenix Chamber. TJ, welcome. Thanks for being with us. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here and uh, hopefully represent VYP in a positive light. So. Well, I know you will. Um, first of all, we, we, we obviously know you have a day job too. So tell us a little bit about what you do and, and some of your background. Sure. So uh, I'm an attorney uh, is the day job and uh, don't hold it against me, though. Uh, so I, most of what I do is we work with uh, in investment professionals uh, doing securities and commercial litigation. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting. I no one in my family was ever an attorney um, and and. The law is is oftentimes in a a profession where you get into it because you're you know your dad is an attorney or your mom yeah. was or you're a cousin or something like that. So um, for me, it, it was it's kind of been an interesting experience just going into it not knowing uh, really anything. But um, and and law school does not prepare you for the practice of law either. But um, that's <laughs> that's bad news. Yes. Well, it, and and there's been a lot of actually discussion about reform and everything, making it a little bit more practical. But um, it really goes to show how important uh, having mentors in the workplace uh, is. Um, and uh, not, you know, we don't have to go too far ahead here, but that's one thing that I've really enjoyed about VYP is just the relationships, connections I've been able to make through VYP. And some of them have been turned out to be great mentors. So native of Arizona? Originally from central Pennsylvania, actually. Mm. Yeah, state college. Far from home. I'm a little bit far from home. State College, Pennsylvania, uh, where Penn State is located. So both my parents are Penn State al alums. And um, we moved out here in 2005. So I've uh, been out here for, I guess, coming up on, on 20 years. In a couple of years, it'll be 20 years. And so Arizona is definitely home now. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Tell us something about yourself that we wouldn't find on, on your resume, which we sort of just encapsulated. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, probably an interesting thing about me is, so when I was an undergrad, I, I went to undergrad down in Tucson, uh, University of Arizona. And I was actually a cheerleader on, on for the U of A cheer squad. So that's kind of a, an interesting a good fact one. that that's not on the resume. So. That, that's, I, thank you. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I want to talk a little bit about, you, you mentioned VYP, which uh, Valley Young Professionals. Uh, you know, to me, this is uh, my time at the chamber was something that I felt was really important. But for a lot of time, it was hard to get right. Um, and now I feel like we really have the right group of people and the right program. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the program and, and why it's important to you? Sure. Well, um, where VYP is at today is in large part um, because the people that started it and um, because of the current chamber leadership like yourself that have invested a lot of time and energy in, in prioritizing the success of VYP. So I want to thank you for that. Um, VYP is an organization within the chamber um, where individuals from 25 to 39 are able to engage. We normally do roughly monthly events, um, sometimes more than one a month. 
And those events kind of run the gamut. We'll do networking type events. We'll do volunteering events. We'll do events out in the community where um, young professionals are able to learn a little bit more about their community by visiting a local business or, uh, you know, a, a utility, um, you know, some, some, and that's what I love about VYP is that it's, it's not just a networking group, right? It's a way for you to learn about your community uh, by visiting local businesses, by connecting with other young professionals in other groups, um, in different industries. Uh, you know, the diversity that we've we've worked to, to have in BYP, um, both in kind of traditional DE&I um, uh, fashion, but also diversity of of industry and and profession and everything. That's one of the things I value the most about VYP is just being able to. I can go to an event. I don't want to talk with any more lawyers. I, I talk with lawyers every day. Right, yeah. So I can go to an event and I can you know talk to somebody who uh, you know does pharmaceutical sales or you know works in a bank or or something totally different. Um, and uh, you, you know that's that's what we we work to kind of foster a relate an environment where people can have that kind of honest exchange and, and meet people that are a little different than themselves. Well, and it's just become such a, su- such a success. Um, one of the things that I think um, was important to us is, is to also add sort of the, the diversity of, of thought to, to our board. And we actually have you now as your, your full fledged member of our board of directors. Um, talk to us about that. Is that for us, it's been a win. I think to have you at the table, engaging actively and bringing a different point of view has been really good. Where do you see that? I've really felt like the relationship between Valley Young Professionals and, and the chamber. I mean, obviously we're a part of the chamber, but at no point do I really feel like we're like the little brother that's okay. We just have to have a token young professional group. I really do feel like uh, Valley Young Professionals is valued by the chamber. And and one of the ways that that you and the chamber leadership have have done that is by allowing us to engage with the big board or, or the the Greater Phoenix Chamber of Commerce main board. Um, and it, I've really enjoyed every time I've been able to go to one of the um, one of the board events and uh, participate. I've found that you know, we've been welcomed with, with open arms and the other, the other board members, the, um, not the young professional board members, but just traditional board members have been so welcoming and have really valued just our engagement and participation. Um, so it's, I, I found that it has been a wonderful way for us to both feel like, you know, we're engaging with, with the, the chamber and, and the direction of the chamber and, and to provide kind of a different perspective as well. Well, and I think you really bring a lot to the table, and I think that's why there's such a willingness to have you at the table. Um, so let's talk about the next your sort of your year, FY23. What are some of your goals for the upcoming year? Sure. So I think um, VYP, the way that leadership works, I think is probably the same as as the regular board. But basically, you you run uh, to be vice chair, and then you become chair the year after that. So last year, when I when I um, threw my hand in the ring to be vice chair, I had three three main priorities, three goals. First one was to facilitate the transition back to safe in-person events um, and transition our programming, you know, back to, to facilitate in-person events. Um, Second one was I wanted to be really intentional about um, implementing the feedback that we got from our, from our members. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something that in in the past we would be doing, um, uh, you know, we, we would send out a survey or whatever after certain um, 
events and, and we would, people would rate their events and provide some feedback and everything. And sometimes we would talk about it at a, at a board meeting. But for me, it was, I, I wanted to make sure that our, we increased our retention. And so if people are taking the time to go through and, and provide a survey about why they uh, thought an event could be better or one thing, something they really enjoyed about an event, I wanted us to be intentional about really focusing on that and, and utilizing that feedback in our next event. And, or maybe, you know, that event didn't turn out great. What can we learn from that? Um, so that was important for me. And then the third priority is, is kind of a general idea. And, and I thought that if, if we implemented the first two uh, priorities that we would accomplish the third. And that's just really ensuring that VYP is, is the premier young professional group here in Phoenix. Um, so, you know, I'm proud to say that was a little over a year ago, um, that, that I kind of laid out those priorities. And the first one has been accomplished, um, that we've, we've done a great job at transitioning back, uh, to almost all in-person events, uh, in a safe and, and effective way. Um, my wife is a, is a COVID nurse. So I, I get, you know, that, that whole process, um, that was not a fun time. And so, you know, we're still mindful about that. And when we choose locations where to host events and and ways that we can do that in a, in a smart way. Um, so it's, 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 it's exciting, um, to see, I think the energy that's back in the room every time we have an event now, people that we still have people coming back to an event that say, I haven't gone to an event since before COVID. It's so great to be back. You do see that. Let, let me ask you, I'm, I'm impressed with your initiative to take feedback, which is great, <laughs> but also to, to do something about it. What was some of the feedback that, that you heard that you said, oh, we need to change that? Yeah. So um, I found that every, okay, so every year we do a, a, a board retreat. I know the Greater Phoenix Chamber does a, a retreat as well. So Valley Young Professionals do a, a traditional retreat, which, well, you came in and spoke at it this year. So you remember. Um and one of the things that we do is we kind of brainstorm ideas for the next year. What, what are some programs? What We also do kind of an inventory. What are the relationships that the board members have that we can utilize to provide excellent topical programming for our members? And um, I think sometimes it's easy, you know, we'll have an idea, a, a great idea for an event. And we don't, uh, I, one of the feedback, one of the items of feedback that we got was, I think, uh, so I'll give you an example. We ultimately had an event at the Suns, uh, a Suns arena, and it was to uh, show off the FanDuel um, sports oh, right. uh, book and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and they did a little tour of it and everything. And it was very cool. Um, and, and the event started out and we kind of had a, had a networking segment at the beginning. Uh, they, they gave a little talk about uh, the sports book and then we got a tour. However, they broke us out into, I think, like four groups. And, and, you know, kind of staggered us. And so then when the first group came out of the tour, there was no one really waiting there because the other, the other three groups had already started the tour. So the first group comes through and there's no one there. And so then they, everybody kind of leaves. And so then the second group comes out and there's no one there waiting. So then everyone kind of quietly departs as well. And and I was in the last group and I show up and I was expecting that there'd be people there still networking. Maybe we'll do an impromptu happy hour to keep that relationship building going. And I come out to the lobby and it's empty. And I'm like, that's not, that was not the goal. Um, and so that's just one of the things. Um, we got some feedback about that. I personally had my own feedback in, in you know, experiencing that. Um, so that was that was one one thing that when we have great ideas for events, let's also ensure that we're thinking through kind of the practical ramifications of those events and what are ways that 
as board members, our primary responsibility is to make sure that people are getting the most out of their out of their programming. So we, we even kind of did a, a self-diagnosis. And even though we may have been able to plan things better uh, on the front end, the way that it ended up panning out, maybe some of the board members, we should have tried a little bit harder to keep people there or, or, or um, you know, to provide some some way for the event to kind of conclude in a more uh, manageable fashion. So, Well, let me pivot a little bit. Um, we were recently been talking about workforce a lot and, mm-hmm. and you hear all sort of maybe anecdotally people talking about return to the office and, you know, maybe boomers, Gen Xers, millennials, and, and millennials seem to be, all, you know, we always talk about millennials, whether it's good or bad. <laughs> They're always on the agenda. We're very popular. You're so, very popular. Yeah. Um, but how, how are how are young professionals viewing sort of this return? And you, you're, obviously your wife didn't get a, an opportunity to yeah. work from home, but, but certainly a lot of people did. And how, how are you viewing that? What, what should What should business leaders be thinking about when they're looking at return to the office and young professionals? Sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, you know, when the world shut down, right, in March or whatever it was of 2020, um, my position is one where we actually can work pretty effectively remotely. So we were able to transition fully remote and I was pretty much fully remote for, you know, a year and a half or whatever. Um, my firm this last week actually implemented a, a formal policy um, to try to get some of the attorneys uh, back in the office. And so we're coming in, we're supposed to, we, it's not, you know, super enforced or anything, but the goal is for us to be in three days a week at least. And for me, uh, you know, seeing that the way that the uh, policy w- was implemented to me and we're pretty small firm, so we will have some, some conversation and everything about it. But um, for me, I think as a millennial, the, the best way for you to encourage, uh, you know, millennials and young professionals to get back into the office is really, I think, to sell them on on what what the value to them is, um, because if if you throw out kind of amorphous words like culture, like it's it's good for office morale, um, well, you know, it's it's better for my morale if I'm sitting in my sweatpants working out, you know, at home. So I think the biggest thing is, as young professionals, I you know, in the first 10, 15 years of our of our careers the relationships that we form and the experience that we're able to glean from working with more experienced individuals. I think that's really some of the most important Mm -hmm. things because we're really, you know, as young professionals, I can only speak as an attorney, but I assume it's true in other uh, realms as well. You're really trying to learn your craft at that point. And some of that can be transitioned to a remote uh, realm, right? If you guys are on a conference call or something, but a lot of it, I think is, is, is kind of picked up. Um, my parents had a, uh, have a saying about parenting. So my, we're actually expecting my, my wife is going to give Congrats. birth in January, super excited. And, uh, so we're getting all this parenting, uh, advice, some, uh, requested, some yeah. provided <laughs> right without request. And, and one of the, one of the tips that we received was more is caught than is taught. And, um, you know, kids pick up on things and, and the relationship between their parents and, and seeing how you treat people more than just what you tell a, a child, right? Um, I think some of that is is true in the workplace too, that, you know, I've learned so much from working with my mentor, who's a 75-year-old super experienced practitioner, just seeing the, you know, the way that he interacts with staff, seeing the way that, you know, he has a call uh, with opposing counsel. I've been able to learn so much more from from those small kind of engagements than just 
you know, him telling me, oh, you know, this is a better way to draft this contract or something. Um, and, and, and so I, I think the value to young professionals is you maximize the exposure for those types of learning opportunities if you are in person and you're making the effort to, to be in person. Well, it's such an interesting answer because when, when I asked you the, cold, the question, I wrote culture down, which okay. tells me I'm on the wrong side of the ledger here. Um, but, but you're right. I mean, that is what you hear. Well, we're worried about the culture. Well, what does that mean? And I think interesting, interesting answer. Um, and I'm hope that some of our leaders are, are hearing what you, what you've just said because it resonates. Well, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying culture is a bad sure. word. Um, but it's a little uh, amorphous, right? It, it is. It's, it's amorphous. Yeah. And, and I think it's been co-opted in some ways, um, just as like an excuse to get employees back into the office. Um, you know, I think some some firms and employers are really intentional about developing, uh, you know, a cohesive culture, and and they take great pride in that. And and I think it almost does them a disservice when when other employers who who maybe don't really focus on that just say, oh, it's for the culture, come back in. Um, so yeah, I, I don't mean to say that culture is a bad word. I I think no, no, it but just I think it's little... sort of been a tagline. Sure. Um, so one one of the things I'd like to ask about is the, this term that's sort of maybe it's becoming part of the cultural norm now that we heard quiet quitting and, yeah. and a lot of folks it's really young professionals seem to be doing that and it's not it, it's i don't think it's it's necessarily what it sounds like but you want to talk a little bit about that yeah yeah and when when we had talked before kind of about just like opportunities i think for young professionals generally um this kind of a movement i guess of of quiet quitting you know maybe Maybe people got very comfortable working remotely and realized, oh, you know, if, if I'm working remotely, I, I'm able to do a little bit less or, you know, or, or conversely, sometimes if an employee feels like they're not being appreciated or they're not being respected, then they might say, why am I putting in the extra effort? Right. So, I mean, sometimes it can go both ways. But I think with this movement, um, it really does provide young professionals an opportunity to kind of raise a hand and and show that initiative. Um, and it, it's interesting how some of it I think is generational, but I found that, you know, a lot of people that are in an older generation than me seem to appreciate so much more. I don't know if, if they have low expectations for millennials, like, oh, you know, they're not engaged, but it's almost kind of a, um, I don't know, a catch 22 or, or kind of a, a strange situation, but, um, I think the opportunity is there, you know, for, for young professionals to raise a hand and, and to try to get involved and, um, and also, I guess, to have just a dialogue with their employers. Um, if, if they feel like they're not being appreciated for whatever reason, um, at least the, the, so I've worked at two law firms since I graduated law school. And I, I think both of those firms, um, leadership in those firms have, have, if you actually go to them with a concern or, or a question, or you have a suggestion, people care. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I think maybe millennials or people in general just might be hesitant to, to kind of raise a hand and, and to, to engage in that dialogue. But I think it's worth having. Well, it's an interesting um, point and, and the idea that, you know, the millennials are sort of bucketed. And I always tell people who, who, who sort of disparage millennials, well, come to the chamber for a while. We're all, there are a lot of millennials there and they're, and they're nothing like you, what you're describing. They're <laughs> sure. just not, yeah. now, they're just people, um, but they work really hard and they're, and they're, and they're really good at what they do. Um, um, so you have a, a daughter or a son on the way, uh, probably thinking about things more globally. What's the, what's Arizona's biggest uh, opportunity um, and, and what's our biggest challenge coming up? 
Sure. Um, yeah. So first of all, I don't know if it's a son or a daughter. We are going to wait. We're going to do a full on uh, surprise. So, My parents waited. So we'll find out. Okay. It obviously worked out. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but uh, no, so we're super excited about that. But um, yeah, you know, there's, I, I think there's opportunity and, and challenge and sometimes they go hand in hand. Um, you know, the Valley has seen such robust growth um, really over the last decade, but, you know, continuing through COVID and, and, um, I was just reading some statistics. I can't quote them for you, but just the, the number of, uh, individuals, uh, professionals. So this particular study was kind of like white collar professionals. Did they come into a state or did they leave a state? Like what was the net yeah. kind of thing? And I think Arizona increased by like 56% or something like that. You know, it was like California, you know, was a, a great reduction. New York was a huge reduction as well. Cause you know, some people f- fled during COVID and, and found ways to work remotely and whatever else. Um, so, you know, I see that as, as an opportunity in some ways, Arizona has always been a, a state of, of non-natives, a lot of, you know, like myself, right? I came from uh, from Pennsylvania. A lot of people come from other places. Um, and when people resettle here, um, they're looking to make relationships. Um, and so speaking from VYP, I'm very excited about because we're seeing a ton of people that just moved here, coming, from, coming in from different areas, different, uh, even within the state, just coming to Phoenix from somewhere else. And so I see an opportunity there. Um, as it relates to challenge, this is a little above my pay grade, but I think the water issues um, are, are going to be huge. Um, and so just seeing how the, you know, Central Arizona project and and, and how they're kind of working through the different uh, uh, decisions and settlements that came out, what, like three weeks ago or something. Um, so that's probably going to be a challenge of a, of a generation, but uh, I know we got great people working on it. So Well, and you weren't at our event, but that's uh, just recently a water event and that's exactly what they talked about so i think you're on to something there and hope and i do believe that we will will supersede that mm-hmm. um, and continue to to grow we're gonna go ahead and 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 finish up with a quick lightning round really appreciate okay. you spending so much time with us of course and uh, you have heard these before and so we'll, we'll, maybe we'll throw a little <laughs> bit of a curveball at you so first job first job um, in and out burger. Oh, what'd you learn from that? Yes. Uh, well, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean. Uh, and I mean, those in and out workers work hard. They're amazing. Um, and I was always put on buckets, which is basically, I was in the back peeling the potatoes and everything before they come out. They probably put me back there cause they're like, he's ugly. We don't want him to you know, engage with uh, clients or anything. But, um, those are such hard workers, you know, and, and I just learned, throughout that process, you know, more about the service industry. And so I treat, you know, people in the service industry very differently, right? Because I, I, you know, I see the hard work that goes into that. Well, and I think the pandemic taught us there are no um, unimportant jobs. Yeah. They, they just aren't. And yeah. we found that out, didn't we? Absolutely. Um, you, know, you love your job now, but what would be your dream job? Uh, okay. So, so my wife and I, we love wine. Um, and so I've always, I've always thought, you know, it'd be really cool to open a winery, uh, or so actually, um, uh, up, up near, um, like a cottonwood and, um, Sedona, there's a, it's the name is escaping me, but there's a college up there that, that actually has like a viticulture program. And, uh, you know, so you can learn how to make wine and everything. And so that, I guess that that's kind of a dream job or, um, maybe more realistically, 
maybe being in-house counsel or something for, uh, for a winery. Go. That might be a more an easier transition than having to learn the whole process. But well, that might be a good combo, right? Yes. You never know. Probably the options would be would be nice, too. Yeah. Um, if not Arizona, where would you, would it be Pennsylvania? Where would you live? Uh, that's a good question. So uh, my wife is from Northern California. Um, you know, we, we do love the water and the beach and everything. So it might be Southern California, um, but uh, maybe like a San Diego area. I wouldn't mind living near Torrey Pines because then you get the the city discount and you can go play a great, great round of golf for, for pretty cheap. So probably good wine too. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Central and then Valley final there. one, okay. who's your role model? Role model. Um, I, I'm going to give the corny answer, but it absolutely is my dad. Uh, he worked to put himself through um, Penn State in three years, um, started up like his own uh, insurance company, sold that to MetLife and has just busted his butt his entire life to, to provide for, for me and my sisters. And I'm so thankful for everything that he and my mom did to, you know, to provide and give us the opportunity to succeed. So I know it's corny, but he's absolutely my role model. Well, actually, that's the right answer. Okay. <laughs> and you'll know that when you're a dad in January. Yeah, so. fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, so thank you for spending so much time with us today. It's been, it's been a, it's been a real pleasure and thank you for your leadership with our young professional groups and our group and the board of directors. Of course. Well, thanks so much for having me. Um, for anyone listening out there, if you have any uh, employees 25 to 39 that you think would benefit from our programming, please have them reach out. Uh, it's it's a great group and, and we're always looking to accept new people. So you heard it here first. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much, Todd.